Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello, my friend. Hello. All right. Well, we have made it to chapter eight of Mm -hmm. End Emotional Eating. If all goes as planned, we will just have one more episode about this book on chapters 9 and 10. And I really feel like we're – it's like that one of those like crossing the finish line moments. Mm -hmm. Like just have to keep our eye on it for a little bit longer. Like we're almost there. (laughs) We can do it. Right? It's been such a good book, but it's also been really like a labor, you know? Like um, it's been a lot of work moving through it. So, yes. um, I feel like this book is one of those books that reading it by yourself would be really hard. Like it's, yes. it's better to have a person that is going alongside you with it, mm-hmm. um, to share the load. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then just to, you can hear what you're talking about or thinking like, what is that? Cause then I think hearing it from like your perspective, like that one time we were talking about surfing and you said something totally different. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they're like, oh, that was in that chapter, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> and we read the same pages and the same words. Like, it was just like, okay. <laughs> but we're in different places when we read it. Like, yes. yeah. Cause I was reading this a while ago and then now we're recording about it. So it was like going back over my notes and I was like, oh, how, how's that going? Practicing kindness. This chapter is called Cultivating Self-Compassion. Yes. And we're in End Emotional Eating with Jennifer Tate's PH or P. What was? Oh, psychology. Yeah. ID. I don't know what the doctor Psy-D. of psychology. I'm not sure. Yeah. That sounds Something cool. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's. It's been a good chapter. Like, um, I mean, like we've said before, I think that each chapter we read really builds on the foundation of the things that we read already in this book. Yeah. I think almost more so than any book we've read. Um, Yeah. They all really tie in together. And um, she she starts the chapter talking about – like raising children and how you might think it would be helpful to raise children. So she gives four options, Mm -hmm. low on expectations, high on warmth, low on expectations, low on warmth, high on expectations, high on warmth, and high on expectations, low on warmth. And um, what they have found statistically is that the high on expectations, high on warmth is actually the um, the most effective way to raise children. And she's also relating that to how we parent ourselves, essentially, you know, <laughs> like parenting our inner child or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Like the way that we relate to ourselves, um, that it's not helpful to have – low to no expectations of ourselves because then we'll never go anywhere. But it is important to be high on warmth in the way that we um, interact with ourselves Mm -hmm. and relate to ourselves. Um, 
So I, I love this quote. She said, high standards don't relate to suffering. Self-critical judgments do. Mm. There is such a difference between when you pursue a task chaperoned by self-acceptance and when you decide that your performance defines you. That one hit me because I'm, you know, I think, and she talks about, she talks about this person that, um, what she was like struggling in her dating life or something like that, this client of hers. Mm -hmm. And, um, she said, we talked about how compassion is so different from giving up and we worked on noticing the desire to give up. Caring about yourself means you allow yourself to feel what you feel and want what you want rather than drowning in shame and letting go of what matters to you. So she emphasizes that having high standards for ourselves is important, but then being compassionate in the way that we go about pursuing those, you know, those standards Um, instead of just always beating ourselves up if we don't, you know, like – make the cut or whatever yeah yeah you know so i think it's been as a recovering perfectionist it's been a good lesson to learn yeah i like to think i'm a recovering perfectionist (laughs) what's a perfectionist (laughs) what Uh, yeah i i just keep coming back like it just again that mindfulness thing like being mindful of what you're thinking, mindful of what you're, how you're processing it. And there was even a minimal mom video and she had her counselor friend on and they were talking about thinking and how it's just thinking. Like those are just yes. thoughts. Like they're not the truth. They're not the whatever, or, or you put feelings on them. Or I only made it through half the video, so I should probably watch <laughs> the rest of it. But it was just powerful. And then thinking like this of like, what is self-kindness and understanding? What is seeing my experience as a part of being human? How, how does that yes. help me? And then noticing your thoughts and feelings mindfully. There that is again. Like, yeah. And I was talking to somebody else and they were saying something or she was having more of an emotional situation. I feel like I'm having a physical situation with this back, but you're you're not excused from one or the other because your <laughs> right. emotions affect your body and your body affects your yes. emotions. Like yes. And so <clears throat> we both wanted to be in the other person's problem. <laughs> like we thought that would be easier. <laughs> and then I'm just like, well wait a minute. What that doesn't really help either one of us. And then um but part of it's like I just, I don't know that just that being human, like there's pain, there's challenges, there's, and if we could just be nice to ourselves, yeah. like, wouldn't that be a nicer experience as you were going through pain? Yes. Like what? Well, and I love what you were saying about thoughts just being thoughts. Cause my counselor and I have been visiting that subject sometimes. And he was telling me that, um, People with anxiety, I say that meaning I'm part of that group, not like those people with anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, people with anxiety um, even expect their thoughts to be productive. Like they they put a lot of emphasis on the importance of thoughts. Hmm. And 
so he has been challenging me to um I mean there's a couple exercises that we've talked about like I think that there's even been some in this book where you're like in a train station and noticing the trains go by like kind of to visualize that as your thoughts they just come in and then they go out you know yeah or the same as like with um like imagining that you're near a stream and there are leaves going by Mm -hmm. down the stream, you know, and that those are your thoughts, like, and you notice them, but you don't get stuck on them. And it also makes me think of the picture in one of the chapters of this book where she talks about unwanted guests at a party, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you don't, you don't spend your whole evening following them around going like, what are you doing? Get out of here. You know, but just like some diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but just enjoy yourself, enjoy yeah. the party, you know. And so I think that's something that I've been wanting to um, take to heart is and practice self-compassion that my thoughts don't have to be productive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like inherently they don't have any value. Like they're yeah. just thoughts and I don't yeah. have to make them have value like that's tiring <laughs> well and that and that goes both ways like they don't have to have it off the chart positive value or off the chart negative because like when she's talking about the science of self-compassion then she's like um i find it thought-provoking that presenting quote-unquote self-depreciating is a virtue associated with modesty while practicing loving kindness or self and compassion may um I don't know what that word is. Engender? Engender judgments. Judgments. Like, so this was like, huh, like, are we going so far the other way that we're not even being nice or kind to ourselves anymore? Right. Like, that's not compassionate. And that doesn't help anybody. Right. When you're spiraling. Because usually that starts to spiral for the crazy cycle or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yes. Spinning out or what are. Yeah. Yeah, and I I put I think that sometimes I think when I have self compassion that I'm weak, mm-hmm. like I'm not strong enough. Yeah, but I think it's it's so counterintuitive. Like as we have self compassion, we are strong. Like that helps us to be strong. You know? Right. Yeah. Um. So there was this quote here. So. It says, um, if eating serves you as an escape from negative emotions, self-compassion is a viable form of awareness. You may access ease at any time without depending on a temporary external fix, though this source of comfort will take skill and practice. Mm. And I There's think that practice, right? I think that's been an element of self-compassion that I'm having to remember because I I don't know why, but I don't like the idea of being in process. Like I want it to just, I want to have the skill. Like I want it to be there, you know? And so I think this has been a good reminder that it takes practice. Like it's not just something that I can master and be good at immediately. And for quite a long time of my life, I haven't had any self-compassion. So it will take time to develop that skill Mm -hmm. to develop that muscle if you will you know um and to like you know having to do with our brains like to rewrite that tape or to go down that different track in my brain you know it takes time 
because the other track is very well worn and easy to fall into. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a rut almost. And it takes time to get out of that. So yeah. remembering well, it's like how we patience. respond. Like, are we in the kitchen again? Are we mad? Are we yelling? Are we what is our response? Are we shopping? You know, like what what what's our our drug of choice, so to speak? Like what are we trying to cope with it if we're not paying attention and we're not being mindful? Like Yeah. It's just like Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, and I I saw this funny um, gif the other day that – or meme, whatever. It was one – whatever. Anyway, I don't know the lingo, but um, yeah. it was Joey from Friends, and it yeah. was – here, maybe I can pull it up real quick. Uh, it was funny. It says, um, deciding I want to teach my kid emotional regulation skills, and it's Joey with this smile on his face. And then it says, realizing I have none of these skills whatsoever, and his face is like really big eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's why why I'm doing this work. And I, I saw something the other day, too, that was like um, – Making your kids proud is more important than making your parents proud. And I was Hmm. thinking, like, I'm doing – I mean, I'm doing this for myself, obviously, but I'm doing this for my kids, like, because I want them to have better ways of relating to the world and relating to other people and relating to themselves. Well, isn't that (laughs) at the end of the book, too, the summary she was talking about – you can't change your past or your parents, but you can modify the way you treat yourself and present or to affect your present experience. Yeah. Just like, what? And I keep hearing that too. Like, we can't live backward and I can't move forward faster than this moment. So I've been trying to be in the moment. Like, <clears throat> even in the moments when it's painful and I'm crying because the pain is so intense that it's just like I'm just trying to be in that moment, which is really weird but also helpful because then it's like then in that moment I can remind myself I'm okay and it's going to pass and then spasm doesn't happen forever. Sometimes it's longer than other, but I'm talking about minutes, yeah. not and it, then it's like, and then it, there's a release, kind of like that surfing the urge. Like, it's a really, really, really intense. And then all of a sudden it's not. Yeah. So, so it's that, just like, okay. That reminds me of a conversation that I had with our mutual friend Kim the other day. And she was telling me about a, a book she was reading. And the author was saying something about, like, using the example of, like, a kid on the playground. Mm-hmm they'll hurt themselves and then you'll see them look around to see if anybody saw it. And if someone notices, they will cry, you know, it Mm. will affect them. And I think I used to like hear a lot of people saying like, Oh, just don't pay attention to it. And then they won't cry, you know? And I, now I'm thinking, how is that a good thing? Um, But (laughs) she was saying that it takes someone being present to bear witness to the pain that they felt for them to process it. And I was just thinking when you're in that moment of intense pain, 
if you just try to escape from it, no one's bearing witness to it. And right Mm -hmm. now, you know, in that moment, you're bearing witness to it. But then you can process it instead of just shoving it down and it coming out in some Mm -hmm. other way. Or making myself even tighter that makes it worse. Like, yeah, because that's not helpful. So it's like the breathing is more like, I was telling the PT, it's more like Lamas breathing for a little while, and then it calms down and actually is slower. And she was just laughing like, <laughs> okay. like But, yeah. <laughs> and then those breath prayers, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Like, I'm just like shouting out to him, trying not to wake up anybody. And But then sometimes I do need to share that pain and wake up Stefan and... Yes. And then he's there with me and it's a different moment than to even though it's more intense. I can't process it by myself, but that's yeah. interesting how you're saying we need somebody to witness the pain to help. Yeah. But ugh. Yeah. I'm ready to not be in so much pain and I do yes. feel a little relief, <clears throat> but it's still um not yeah. better. <laughs> it seems like it's been all consuming. <laughs> Oh, which yes. it's hard. It's hard then to feel like I can do the normal things that I do in life when there's something right. that is all consuming. It feels like you're just in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never, I don't think I've ever prayed to just be able to do the dishes. Like, yeah. how many times have I avoided doing the dishes? And now I'm like, it's an honor that your body moves and bends to do the dishes. Yeah. How about that mm. for a flip? <laughs> Wow. So apparently I'm getting lots of perspective. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> How much more oh. do I need to have? Oh, that's kidding. Not that it's like a report card because I don't want to put Jesus in that box either because that's not how he works. I don't I don't believe that. I believe well, I don't know how to explain it or all those things. I'm too tired right now. <laughs> sovereignty and his hand in our life and omnipresent and um i don't anyways oh goodness and then we're trying to fight the urge to eat a bunch of sugar and carbs and we meaning me (laughs) oh because i just want to eat that like i feel like that will make me feel better but it doesn't make me right right it's amazing what chicken in the instapot little chicken broth (laughs) Sometimes some extra <laughs> garlic, sometimes ginger, sometimes something else. I mean, it's just like, all right. Bites of chicken really are helpful to one Good. in a lot Good. of <laughs> Make it flavorful, right? <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. So this next quote. Um... <laughs> Is it about chicken? <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's, it's a it's a composition of quotes here that I'm going to read because they all remind me of the same thing. So it says, when you practice treating yourself with ease, (laughs) gentleness, and validation, these manners develop, and you may apply this kindness toward others, helping build meaningful, lasting relationships. It's hard to contribute to meaningful relationships if you Mm. feel depleted and emotionally exhausted. And then this next section, but it it, uh, relates is um, self-critical thoughts like replaying your eating, replaying, replaying your eating setbacks, distract and capture your attention. 
or our attention, interfering with our ability to connect with others. And mm-hmm. if you find yourself caught in thinking that you are not worthy or worrying a lot about what others may think, it makes a lot of sense that it would feel challenging to clearly ask someone for something that you want. So all of those kind of had to have to do with living in a healthy relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made me think so often I am either fast forwarding in my mind to something that's coming up because I worry a lot or I am rewinding to some mistake that I think I've made and it interferes with my ability to connect with others. And I notice that sometimes like as I'm having a conversation with someone, I am stuck up in my head and I'm like talking to them kind of robotic like because I'm not in the moment. <laughs> I'm like thinking about all these other things or yeah. maybe how I sounded weird when I said something to them or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. And then I'm not connecting with them. And that's the yeah. whole point of talking to a person, right? right. <laughs> So that, (laughs) right, those ones, I'm like, this self-compassion is important because then when we can practice it with ourselves, then we can have it with others and we can connect well with others, which is the whole point of this planet, you know, like, it's not about being alone. So, oh, I was listening to a podcast the other day that she was talking about um, Adam and Eve, right, Mm -hmm. when... Um, when Adam was created, the garden was still perfect, like the earth was perfect, but it was not good that he was alone. Mm. It just made me think of that. Like even in the perfect world, God didn't want Adam to be alone. That was before sin even came into the equation. So we are meant to be with other people. Yeah. And be with Jesus or God in that case, God the Father. Creator man. (laughs) There we go. We can go into the Trinity now. And then apparently (laughs) lack of sleep leads me to big philosophical ideas. (laughs) Anyways, I don't want to be alone either. Like, that's a good thing. And I don't want to be alone in in the kitchen with, you know, I don't know. So I'm just thankful that Stefan and Riker are eating chicken with me. And, (laughs) you know, like... I just, I keep thinking of the lazy genius kitchen and how she's like, how are you using your tools? And so that's helped. So now we can have compassionately eating and batching ahead so (laughs) we can eat the good food. So you're not grabbing the bad food. Yes. Which I think is also compassionate to yourself if you're planning ahead for Corey in two hours that needs more food. You know, right? So, yeah. Well, and it reminds me of the what she talks about in this book, coping ahead, like the knowing yeah. that you're going to be in a rough situation and planning how you're going right. to like react and respond and cope with it. Mm-hmm. That's like a lazy genius principle. It's like the magic yeah. question, like what can right. I do now that will make my life easier later, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good. Well, our verse for today uh, is Colossians 3. 12, and I think I'll just read through 14 because it's good. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And so we can't have compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, Mm -hmm. and patience with other people, truly, if we don't also practice those with ourselves. Yeah. So. And that makes me think of going backward in time with mending the soul and my that illustration I had of the black camisole, putting it on first. Yeah. And it was like I was putting on shame and I was putting on hiding and everything. And then it's like not putting that on, but putting love on and clothing myself with what Jesus has me to clothe with pre- prepares you in a different way. And it's very powerful like just to be like okay lord you you have this for me not what i'm trying to put on yes so good amen Amen. he has a better plan yes Mm -hmm. all right well to our listeners we hope that you can practice self-compassion this week and know that that's possible because first god had compassion on you and oh, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. And we will uh, chat with you again yeah, next we time. Will. And that will be, yeah. Chapters 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. And All that's right. happy November is what the today yes. is. We're making it through the year, <laughs> friends. Ooh. You can do it. Have compassion. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.